Mic check. Mic check. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Dang. Mic check. Miggity mic check. Mic check. We are back <laughs> for another episode. Let's go. Trap house vibes. Uh, roll another one. <laughs> Said I'm never like you know it's put you back in with the motormatics. We gon' set them to have it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey. Woo! Say it's to the podcast. Let's go. Shake it, shake it, shake it. She like the way that I dance. She like the way that I move. She like the way that I rock. She like the way that I woo, and she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga, and she throw it back for a nigga. Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga. Mike and Mary, Mike and Mary, Billy Jean, Billy Jean, uh, Christian Dior, Dior. Say you sticking to the podcast. When it rains, it pours. She like the way I earn. Mike and Mary, Mike and Mary, Billy Jean, Billy Jean, uh, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in all the stores When it rains, it pours She like the way I heard When I walk in the spot, 30 on me Buy at the club, niggas know that I'm paid Bitch, I'm a thot, get me lit I can't fuck with these niggas, cause niggas is gay All in my page, sucking dick All in my comments and screaming my name While I'm in the club, throwing them hundreds and fifties And ones and ones I smoke, they know I'm wildin' If I'm on the island, I'm snatching the cell Brody got locked, the night is bail Until he free, I'm racing hell Tell my shooters, call me FaceTime for all the times we had to FaceTime Freaky nights, I do a state time If you need the glizzy, you can take mine Please don't pay to mine You know I'm like that I'll make a movie like TNT Black 30, you me as you really want it I bet I ain't like DMP Now I blue island in my section And I keep that 38 for the weapon Remember when I came home for correction All the bad bitches in my direction Say stickin' to the podcast Let's go She like the way that I move She like the way that I rock She like the way that I woo And she let it clap for a nigga She let it clap for a nigga if she throw it back for a nigga, yeah, she throw it back for a nigga. Like a Mary, like a Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior. Come up in all the stores. Say you stick us to the podcast. When it rains, it pours. She like Let's the way. Let's go. Like a Mary, like a Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in all the stores. When it rains, it pours. She like the way I say sticking to the podcast. Yes. Say sticking to the podcast. We are back for another episode. Yes, indeed. It's been a minute, yeah. Almost two weeks. But it's it was for a reason. I was getting this show together. I had to put a little time into the show. This show is a is 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 different than the normal format. You know, something that came to me, something that I wanted to do, something special for y'all. So, you know, let's get to it. But let me officially introduce the show. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and we're back. Back for another episode. Yes, 
It's been a minute. Yes, I know. Like I said, I know, I know. Almost two weeks. I, I think it's a, I think so, yeah. I think so. Time just be flying these days. You know, the older you get, time just don't seem the same. But I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. And I got a special show for y'all. So I'm going to get right into it because I, I really don't know how long this show is going to be. I really don't know how long this episode is going to be. Um, it was inspired by uh, March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I know I'm late. <laughs> I know I'm late. I'm after the fact. But I'm still here. I'm still here. So I had this this idea. This idea just came across, just came to me. Just came to me. Let me do my own. Let me do a bracket. Let me do a bracket. And the bracket that came to me was a black love movie bracket. And if anybody know me, anybody that know me, anybody that follow my main page, they know that, you know what I'm saying, I watch movies. Like, I talked about it before, even on the podcast, how, like, you know, um, that's just something that my movie was like my companion when I was younger movies were my companion you know um that's what i spent a lot of time doing younger was watching movies um that was like a babysitter etc etc so black love movies right (laughs) so i put together 16 movies so i got a sweet 16 a bracket of 16 movies that i will be discussing what is the greatest love black love movie, right? So it took a minute, you know what I'm saying, for me to get back and record and stuff because I had to put a criteria together because, you know, I didn't, I couldn't have this bracket, this tournament be 100% biased. Of course, it's going to be biased to a certain degree, because I'm actually the one that's watching the movies and critiquing them and stuff. So I had to put some rules in place. I had to put some categories in place on how I was going to judge these movies. So like I said, it's not 100% biased, but there is some bias to it. There, You know what I'm saying? I tried to be as objective as possible. So that's why I came up with a lot of these rules and these categories to judge these movies on. So let me go over some of the rules first, all right? Three rules. No true romantic comedies. And when I and when I say no true romantic comedies, I mean no movies that's solely based on comedy but have a little romance in it. So some of these movies, a couple of these movies on the list could be considered a romantic comedy or a comedy slash romance movie or romance slash comedy movie meaning that the sole focus of the movie was romance but they had a little comedy sprinkled in second rule no sequels no sequels third rule third and last rule is the movies that i selected were from the 90s up into the present time right so these are some of the categories that I know. These are the categories that I use to rate these movies. And I picked six categories. First category, story. 
what I mean by story is the overall story of the movie, how it flowed and was it a good story, you know, um, did it make sense, was it realistic? Two, acting. Acting is very important <laughs> when you're watching the movie. Third, which I believe is very important, the feeling and emotion that this movie brings up out of you while you're watching it, right? Number four, the music in the movie, not the soundtrack, but the music in the movie, because that plays a part when it comes to love or romance movies. Shoot, any movie, honestly, the score and all that other stuff, that matters. Hold on. All right. Number five, love montage. And if you don't know what I mean by love montage is, think about the Rocky movies, the training montage, when they show just a bunch of clips of Rocky training. They have that in love or romance movies. Not all, but some. But I, I picked this as a category because I've seen it in a lot or a few of romantic movies. And last but not least, makeup scene, which is very important in a love or romantic movie. Those are the categories that I use to rate these movies by. So like I said, this is 16 movies. So we're doing a sweet 16. If you aren't familiar with the NCAA tournament, once you get to the sweet 16, you go on to the elite eight, and then you go on to the final four, and then you go into the championship. So there are rounds. And I, although when I watched every movie, every each and every six, six, every 16 of these movies I watched. I watched them. Even though it's some of them that I, you know what I'm saying, I've watched several times and I didn't really need to watch them because I already know them by heart, but I still watched them. So all of these 16 movies, I rated them according to these six ratings. Story, acting, feeling, slash emotion, music, love montage, and makeup scene. Okay. But each round had each round uses different ratings, right? So the first round, which is the Sweet 16, only uses the first three ratings. When you move on to the Elite Eight, you use the first four ratings. When you move on to the Final Four, you use all five of the ratings and when you get to the championship you use all six ratings and that is based on the versus you know the competition between the two movies but I gave each and every movie a rating based off of these six ratings because at the end of the tournament or the bracket I did a final movie rating based off of these 16 movies where I rated them based off of these particular six ratings after I watched them. But even before that, I gave these movies uh, a rate. I gave them a, 
what is the term? I'm 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 I ha- I'm having a blank right now. What is the term? I basically gave each and every movie a rating, right? So it's 16 movies. So I I had to divide them in fours. Which which movies are the number ones? Which movies are the number twos? Which movies are the number threes? And which movies are the number fours? And putting them in those categories or rating them that way in the beginning basically chose how they would be matched up in the first round. So let me start with how I decided these ratings off of the break. So like I said, I divided each movie into four four groups. The number ones, the number twos, the number threes, and number fours. And the way I went off it, you know what I'm saying, like I like I already said, there is a little bias to it, but the way that I rated them from the beginning was based off of my memory, my recollection, and how I I see and and hear people still talk about these movies from the moment that they came out to up until now. So the number ones, the number one, the number one movies from the beginning before I watched them were Love Jones, Waiting to Exhale, Boomerang, and Love and Basketball. So Love Jones is the number one, number one. Waiting to Exhale is the number two, the second number one. Boomerang is the third number one. And Love and Basketball is the fourth number one. So I gave them ratings even within the category. And that was to place them in what I feel is the proper matchup. So the number twos, best man is the number one, number two. Brown Sugar is the second, number two. Poetic Justice is the third, number two. The Wood is the fourth, number two. So on to the threes. The third seeds. There we go. Seeds. I kept messing. <laughs> I was I was getting the blank. So the seeds. The the number one seeds. The number two seeds. The number three seeds. So the number three seeds. The top number three seed is the photograph. The second num the the second number three seed is Jason lyrics. Jason's lyric. The third. Number three seed is Sylvie's Love. The fourth number three seed is How Stella Got Her Groove Back. <laughs> I know some of y'all are probably like, what the hell? So moving on to the last seed, the fourth seed. The number one fourth seed is Disappearing Acts. The number two, the second fourth seed is If Bill Street Could Talk. The third number four seed is Journal for Jordan. And the last number four seed is Really Love. All right. <laughs> I know some of y'all are like, what? So let me read now the the honorable mentions. Because I had a list of, of movies. I did research. You know what I'm saying? I looked up movies 
black love movies, black romance movies from the 90s all the way up. And it took a minute because, you know, you got to go through the categories. Some movies are considered comedies. Some movies are considered romances. Some movies are considered dramas, et cetera, et cetera. So here are the here are the the honorable mentions. <laughs> Have plenty. Not easily broken. The brothers. Inkwell. Why the fools fall in love. Beyond Lights, Strictly Business, Deliver Us from Eva, Jumping the Broom, Just Right, Think Like a Man, Two Can Play That Game, and uh, Why Did I Get Married. I believe, yeah, that's all of the honorable mentions. And like I said, the way that I picked the, the actual movies for the, for the Sweet 16, the first round, is no true romantic comedies. So that's why you didn't see uh, Think Like a Man and Two Can Play That Game and stuff like that. No sequels, so that's why you ain't getting no Best Man 2 or 3 and all that. Um, and also, like I said, I picked movies based off of the popularity and um, the talk and, and, you know, feel of what movies were big or popular or and still are popular to this day when it comes to people discussing black love or black romantic movies all right so getting that out the way getting the logistics out the way let's get to the let's get to the actual bracket right so like i said i gave them categories i gave them categories uh or ratings within their actual seed and that's how i put the competitions together or the verses together so like i said love jones was the number one number one so naturally the number one number one is going to go against the last number four seed so it's love jones versus really love next it's poetic justice versus jason's lyric so poetic justice is the third number two seed and jason lyric is the number two three seed i ain't gonna keep explaining all this you'll get if you've been paying attention you'll get it but i don't think it really matters to some of y'all that some of y'all just y'all just want to see what's gonna happen so all right love jones versus really love poetic justice versus jason lyric Loving Basketball versus Disappearing Acts. Best Man versus Stella Got a Groove Back. Boomerang versus Bill, If Bill Street Could Talk. Brown Sugar versus Sylvie Love. Waiting to Exhale versus Journal for Jordan. The Wood versus The Photograph. That's the first round. That's the Sweet 16. So, let's start. <laughs> My let's start the competition. I got all these damn papers because I really did some work on this. I really did. Uh, so the first the first the first competition, the first verses, love Jones versus really love. And I enjoy both of these movies. I really do. Like both of these movies is I really enjoy if people have been following me they know i 
they seen me watch this these two movies several times before. And if anybody who's listened to this podcast and know me, they know how much I love Nia Long. <laughs> so, like I said, I had to put ratings in and categories in place so it wouldn't be no bias. Because I could have just straight went through and been like, all right, Nia Long, every movie Nia Long in is, is, is passing through. Or since Pac is in Poetic Justice, you know what I'm saying, he, he moving through. But I had to hold myself accountable to a degree with this. But like I said, there is going to be some bias because I'm the one that's actually watching the movies and I got different tastes than other people and all that other stuff. So first one, first competition, Love Jones versus Really Love. And like I said, in the Sweet 16, we're only rating these movies off of the first three categories. Number one, story. Number two, acting. And number one, I mean, number three, feeling slash emotion. So, Love Jones. We all know Love Jones. Love Jones is a classic. Love Jones is probably damn near everybody's number one black love romance movie out here. You got um, Lawrence Tate, Nan Long. You got the poetry, the, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm brother to the night poem and all that other stuff is it, is you know what I'm saying it's no it's no getting around how people feel about love jones so love jones was a great movie right love jones was a great movie so let's start with story story and with within these categories of these ratings i'm giving them out of five out of five right so story for love jones you gotta say love jones was a was a really good it had a really good story to it you know what i'm saying it had some some good moments um even though like when you <laughs> the older i've gotten and i've watched love jones over and over again i, I just look at it like damn Nia long's character mia was messy as hell when like when she Went out with um, Bill Bellamy, Lawrence Tate, boy, and all that other stuff. And then she she went, even before that, she went back to New York and was was with um, my man from uh, Juice and Girlfriends and whatever, her ex and all that. <laughs> it, was just, it was just, she was messy as hell in that movie. And it's funny to watch it being older because I was watching that movie ever since it came out when I was probably... When the movie come out, I forgot when the movie came out, like the early or mid 90s. So I was probably like a early teenager or something like that. But she was messy in that movie. But the movie was good. Had You know what I'm saying? Um, the story or whatever was 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 good. I gave the story a four, four, four point five, four and a half out of five. Acting. I thought the acting was real good. They had some some real good actors in there. Lorenz Tate, Neil Long, um, Isaiah Washington, um, the dude from Drumline, which is crazy because in Drumline he was playing a, a college student, but in Love Jones he was playing a full-grown adult, but those movies are probably like 10 years apart from each other. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, the acting was cool. wasn't It wasn't really. I didn't see any corny, corny things like that. Cause it, it was certain. Like when I was paying attention to the acting, I was looking for like, is it any corny moments or 
like was just like some of the acting just really bad or I was paying attention to each individual. Bill Bellamy did a good job. Um so I gave the acting um a 5. I gave the acting a 5 cuz it really was a was strong acting. It wasn't for the for the this for what the story was. The acting didn't need to be that complex. So I felt as though the acting went right along with the story. So I gave the acting a 5. Um feeling emotion Hey, like I said, Love Jones is a classic, you know what I'm saying, with the poetry and stuff like that. And this is when it comes down to, like, where you can't really help the bias. Um, So I've been a fan of Love Jones for a long time. Like, watching Love Jones was basically what had me writing poetry to girls when I was in middle school and high school so yeah (laughs) the feeling and emotion and then like just thinking i don't want to get too ahead of myself like just thinking about the movie and the makeup scene and all that other stuff like that it really pulled you in so i gave that a four out of i didn't think it was perfect because i i thought like you know i'm saying um and that ties in probably to like the story, like with the messy part of what Neil Long did or whatever. I just can like I know I know stuff like that happens, but I it just seemed like a little off with with how messy she was in the movie and stuff like that. And that kind of went into like the feeling and emotion of it. But I gave the feeling and emotion four point five. So the rating for the sweet the the overall rating for the Sweet 16 for Love Jones was a 14. A 14 for Love Jones. So now I'm moving along to Really Love. Really Love came out in uh, on Netflix, I believe, in 2000 and 2021. And it came out during the pandemic. And I just remember, like, being on social media and hearing all these people talk about this movie, really love, really love. I saw like big pages posting about it and stuff like that. And, you know, talking about um, the fact that uh, that dude was acting in it. Um, I forgot his name. Um, let me uh, pull it up. I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, really love, really love, really love. But he playing um, Queen Sugar because I used to watch Queen Sugar. Um, what's his name? I know the the women be going crazy over. So the movie came out in 2020, but I believe it came on. It was actually released on Netflix in 2021. But I I may be wrong, but it, it definitely came out during the pandemic. So I believe that that kind of hurt hurt it. But at the same time, it didn't, because like I said, I just kept seeing all this stuff being posted about it on social media. So um, Kofi. Yeah, Kofi Cerebo. I, I hope I ain't mess up his last name. And um that's probably why um it got so much attention or whatever, because I this was like a lead role and like a lot of black women they they be into him. So the movie was supposed to be uh based in DC, right? So <laughs> what I had a, a what I kind of had an issue with with the movie was the fact that they didn't have no DC actors in it. Like, they could have had at least some DC actors in it because, like, 
some of the acting was <laughs> was was bad when they was trying to speak the language or in of you know what I'm saying the DC us DC folks or us DMV folks because I'm from PG County. I spent enough time and I worked in DC with the elementary school in DC. So I'm just as much as a part of DC as I am PG County and vice versa. Because honestly, when you think about it, most PG County is just a suburb of, of DC. And when you, a lot of people going back and forth and family move back and forth to DC. So it's like, you're, you're a part of it regardless. But back to the movie, really love yeah, I had a pro. I had an issue with they didn't really have any local actors. Um, the only one that was really you could consider was a local actor was Michael Ely. Michael Ely was in it, but he's from uh, he's from the sub he's from Merlin, the suburbs of of DC. Um, it has some low budget moments to it. It, it definitely was a low budget movie, um, but it still held its own. Like when I even though I I enjoyed the movie even before I did this, I really took time to like go through the movie and pay attention to certain things. And even though it was a low budget movie, it held its own. I mean, you can tell that you know what I'm saying this movie was inspired by Love Jones a little bit, and it's a it's another movie that's part of this um, tournament that was you can tell was inspired by Love Jones. Even the director and the writer spoke on that, but. Back to really love. Okay, story. Um, I gave the story a four. Four out of five. Um, I thought the story was pretty good. Like I said, it had some low-budget moments that probably messed up the story a little bit, but it was still a strong story. So, number two, acting. Like I said, I didn't like the acting, so to speak, because they didn't have any local actors, and they was basing the movie, and they, they paced so much attention and put so much of a focus on the movie being about dc but it wasn't no dc actors in it so i gave acting a three three out of five uh feeling and emotion i gave it a four four and a half out of five i thought like i said this is when it really becomes bias excuse me burp number one so Feeling and emotion, four out of five. I thought the movie um, related, the feeling and emotion related to the story definitely was heavy at times. It definitely was heavy. Like, and if you're as old as I am, you and you've gone through relationship enough relationship stuff, you could relate to some of the things that went on in the movie. And... I gave it a four out of five. I, I honestly could have gave it a five because it was it was that you know what I'm saying it was that deep at times for me, but I I left it at a four out of five, four and a half out of five. So the overall score for the Sweet Sixteen for Really Love was eleven and a half. So of course Love Jones moves on. They won that that versus that competition that first round so moving on to the next two movies um poetic justice versus jason lyric so yeah poetic justice another classic janet jackson tupac 
Joe Tory. Um, damn, I, this is this is bad. This is bad that I'm forgetting a a, a great actress, black actress name. So I gotta pull it up and watch one. As soon as I see it, I'm gonna be like, damn, how the hell I forget that? Regina King. I ain't even have to finish finish uh, searching. Regina King. Great case. Great case. Like just like with um Love Jones, but focusing on poetic justice. Poetic justice, classic movie. Um starting with the story. I gave the story a four out of five. I thought the story was 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 good, but I thought it was um it was different. It was different. It was different, but it was still good. It was different for the simple fact that, you know, they was going on a road trip in the, <laughs> in the mail truck. And I thought the story, the story lost me when I'm, with me focusing on the competition, the story lost me when, when they finally got to Oakland and Pac pulled up to his uh, aunt's house and then his cousin dead. Like, you didn't see that coming. So, yeah, maybe that could have been a a twist. But at the same time, it was just, it was, yeah. But it, but ultimately it made sense because, you know, being in, 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 in Cali and Oakland and stuff like that, those crime-ridden areas and stuff like that. But you just didn't see that coming. But it was just, yeah. But I thought, you know, overall the, the story was good, though. You know, it had some classic moments when they was when they uh went up into the family reunion and stuff like that and cousin pete and all that other stuff so i gave the story a four out of five acting i gave that a four and a half out of five everybody did a good job joe tory pop regina king janet you know what i'm saying I honestly could have gave the acting a five and I could have gave that a five just based off of Janet Jackson alone because even before this movie came out, we all know who Janet Jackson was. And even now, you know what I'm saying? Depending on your age or whatever, if you know who Janet Jackson is or whatever, and then you actually watch this movie, she did a great job convincing you that she was from the hood. <laughs> So I really could have gave it a five, but I stuck with a four and a half out of five because of um I caught some I caught some stuff um with the acting on a particular scene. Um but I can't recall right now what it was, but I made a note of it. So um feeling an emotion. Feeling an emotion, I gave that a score of four out of five. And the reason I gave that because um the movie was pretty pretty baseline as far as the emotions went. Like you didn't really hit uh an extreme emotion until Pac and them got to Oakland and then he found out his cousin died and towards the end when the makeup scene came. But before that, it pretty much was pretty balanced and, and and even with the emotion part, other than when Park and Janet was <laughs> was cussing each other out or whatever. Well, no, I can't say that because it was other portions with Joe Torrey and Regina King when they was 
when they was going through their stuff and her being an alcoholic and stuff. But I didn't really I didn't really factor that in too much with the feelings and emotion of of um love and romance or whatever. Well, I guess I could have. So, yes, but I'm going to still keep it at a four. I'm going to still keep it at a four. I watched this movie so many times, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm picturing the whole thing in my mind as I'm talking. But I'm going to still leave it at four, the feeling and emotion, because, like I said, this is when the bias mostly comes in. And for me, it was pretty even kill until you got towards the end portion of it. Um, So Poetic Justice, the overall Sweet 16 score, is a 12 and a half. So moving on to Jason Lyric. I got an interesting story about this Jason Lyric movie. I was in the eighth grade um, when I first saw this movie, right? Eighth grade, I was in middle school. I was getting ready to go on a field trip to Philadelphia with uh, my class. Paid for it and everything. My parents paid for it and everything. All of a sudden, I got the chicken pox. First time I had the chicken pox, eighth grade, I was 11 or 12, depending on what month it was, because my birthday is in November. So I caught the chicken pox. First time I caught the chicken pox, and I had that joint all over my body, and I mean all over my body. So I got the chicken pox. I couldn't go on the field trip. I had to stay home. So like I said, movies was my companion. So I had to stay home. My parents was at work. My brother was at school and all that other stuff. Had to stay home by myself or whatever, um, which I did a lot. So, like I said, that's why movies and stuff was my companion. I, you know, TV and stuff. I lived through TV and stuff like that. So, I remember being having chicken pox, being sick, couldn't go on the field trip, couldn't go to school, nothing. Had to stay home. My mother bought me the VHS tape of Jason Lyrics. <laughs> And if y'all seen Jason Lyrics, y'all know how that movie is. So I was 11 and 12, not to, not to judge my mother or anything like that, because back then, you know what I'm saying, um, back back in those times, I'm talking like I'm really old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black parents usually let you watch stuff like that. I mean, it it is what it is. So... Not to judge my parents or whatever, but my mom bought me the VHS tape of Jason Lurk. And I remember being at home. First day that I was at home, I couldn't go on the field trip. I watched the VHS tape. And I watched it a couple of times. <laughs> I thought it was a really good movie back then. So we're here now in the present moment. Man, story. I gave the story a three. And that probably was generous. <laughs> this movie was fucking awful <laughs> this movie is awful when i actually went through the criteria and really critiqued the movie this movie was awful jason lyrics was awful it was an awful movie and it had a good cast in it it had forrest whitaker um bo king woodmine um jada pinkett smith um let me see the other people um i gotta get this right um, my man from uh Alan Payne, my man from New Jack City. I said Bo King with my um Lisa Nicole Carson, who was also in Love Jones, and that is definitely what I noticed, which I already knew, but I paid attention to it even more. 
a lot of these movies on this list got the same damn actors in it and it's sad <laughs> um and suzanne douglas suzanne douglas was also in really love and rest in peace to her she died right after they finished filming really love it it didn't even come out yet and she passed so uh rest in peace to her uh eddie griffin was in it um lorenz tate brother was in the jump but um tretch was in it and yeah uh so this movie was awful like this movie was some trash <laughs> so like i said story i gave it a three the story was just when you actually sit down it was weird it was weird to me uh acting three the acting in that zone was horrible so i was generous by giving it a three um they were supposed to been in uh New louisiana the accents was awful oh man um three feeling an emotion i gave it a two <laughs> uh and i'm that's why i said the feeling and emotion portion is probably where the most bias comes in because i might have checked out by then but it wasn't really too much feeling and emotion to it once you once i actually sat down and was actually critiquing the movie and looking i was just like i just couldn't wait for the movie to be over with <laughs> so the overall rating for the sweet sweet 16 for jason lyrics was an eight so that means poetic justice moves on to the elite eight they move on to the next round poetic justice beats jason lyric all right next um matchup loving basketball versus disappearing acts loving basketball versus disappearing acts loving basketball another classic another classic um story-wise i gave it a four and a half out of five i thought the story you know um was 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 good really good or it was good really good um how they connected you know the relationship between um sanaa lathan and uh omar epps characters with basketball so i thought that was a really good concept something different something new you know when it came out or whatever so i gave that a four and a half out of five acting wise i gave it a three and a half out of five the acting wasn't really good in that joint, honestly um when i actually paid attention to it the act the acting wasn't really good <laughs> even like the supporting characters the acting wasn't that strong or whatever and they had some pretty good, you know what I'm saying, actors in the zone. They had the All-State dude, the black dude, All-State man. I mean, he was in Waiting to Exhale, another movie that's on the list. Um, they had the lady from um, um, the, the stories when I was a younger kid, and she would be in the stories. Let me let me pull that up. I should have had all this shit ready because I knew I was going to have to look back at the uh, cast and stuff. Um, let me see. I want to get her name right. Regina Hall was in it. You know Regina Hall was in Best Man. Regina Hall was in a couple of other movies on this list. Um, Kyla Pratt was in it. Um, Gabrielle Union was in it. Um, Boris Kojo. Tyra Banks. Um, Monica Calhoun. She was in The Best Man and all that other stuff. Alfre Woodard. She's a strong actress. 
Um, where that lady that that was in the stories? I forgot her name. I don't know why uh, she didn't come up as the main character because she was Omar Epps' mother in the movie. That's Oh, here she go. Debbie Morgan. Yeah, Debbie Morgan. What story did she play in? Oh, yeah. All My Children. Yep, she was on All My Children. I remember her so, so much because of her dimples. I mean, that's pretty much how everybody remember her dimples. But, um, yeah, Love and Basketball was a cool movie. Had a cool story to it. I gave the story four and a half out of five. Acting, three and a half out of five. The acting wasn't very strong. Um, it just wasn't. Uh, feeling and emotion. I gave it a four. I gave it a four out of five. Um, um... It definitely had its moments, you know, when um, some of the things that's popping in my head right now when Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps' characters first broke up and when they got back together and all that other stuff and when his uh, when Omar Epps' mom and dad was going through their issues because his dad was cheating and all that other stuff. So it had, you know what I'm saying, some moments to it that, you know... Um, hit me so the overall score for the sweet 16 the first round for loving basketball i gave it a 12 i gave it a 12 that's the score so disappearing acts disappearing acts was a straight to tv movie but it, it was a hbo movie it was a hbo movie it didn't come out in the movie theaters and this movie to me is a sad ass movie. It's just that's that's always been my thoughts on the mo- on disappearing acts. Um from my memory. So Wesley Snipes was in it and Sanaa Lathan. Here we go, Sanaa Lathan again. Regina Hall was in it as well. Regina Hall again. Um Q Tip was in it. Um There was a lot. Uh John Amos was in it. Um, it was a lot of um, actors in it, known actors. Uh, Michael Imperelio, Imperelli, whatever, however you not pronounce his name. He was on The Sopranos and, and stuff like that. Uh, Anjanu Ellis, she was in it. So it was definitely had, you know, um, known people in it whether they were in the beginning of their career or in the prime of their career or whatever. Um, but Disappearing Acts, yeah. I thought that John was a sad-ass movie. But I gave the story a four and a half out of five. I thought it was a good movie, a good movie. And it, what's interesting about this matchup is Gina Prince by the Wood did both of these movies. She directed both of these movies. Um, I believe Disappearing Acts uh, was written by, I think it was written by Terry McMillan. I don't, let me, let me see. Um, I think it was written by, I think it was written by Terry McMillan. Um, yeah, it was written by Terry McMillan. Of course, Terry McMillan wrote a, another movie in this in this um competition this bracket this tournament but Gina Prince by the wood she's a black director she did Woman King and um 
but she did love in basketball and disappearing acts. Um, so the story, like I said, for disappearing acts was four and a half out of five. It was a strong story. This was a very realistic story, very realistic story. Um, like all the conversations that I be having about the argument between black men and black women was in this story. And this movie came out in when this movie in um, two thousand. This movie came out in 2000, so like this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing new. The acting, I gave it uh, a three and a half out of five, and the reason I gave it a three and a half out of five, and what it was disappointing that I had to give the acting this score because of how strong the story was. But Sanaa Lathan's character, she's a singer, and. Of course, we don't know Sanaa Lathan to be a singer, so they used someone else's voice during the singing portions of the movie. And, yeah, it wasn't convincing when Sanaa Lathan was lip singing. And that's the only reason why it got a three and a half out of five. But other than that, the move, the acting was solid. But I had to penalize it that way because they had a, a few singing scenes and the lips the lip singing just wasn't wasn't working so feeling an emotion like i said this is probably one of the the most realistic movies in this this tournament this bracket this competition so i gave it a four and a half out of five i could have gave it a five i could have but i kept it at a four and a half out of five so the overall score for the Sweet 16 for Disappearing Acts is a 12 and a half. Yes, 12 and a half. It beats Love and Basketball. Our first upset, our first upset. Disappearing Acts was a four seed, and it beats a number one seed. Disappearing Acts was a, a better movie, a more realistic movie, then Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball was a cute, fun movie. Disappearing Acts was a real movie. <laughs> so Disappearing Acts moves on. It upsets Love and Basketball. Yes, we have a upsets in this tournament, in this bracket. It ain't going to be what you think it is, you know. So moving on to the next versus or competition is Best Man versus Stella Got a Groove Back. I know some of y'all are like, how the hell Stella Got a Groove Back make this jump? But, hey, I had to go off, like I said, refer back to the beginning. So Best Man versus Stella Got a Groove Back. So we got Tate Diggs in both of these movies, all right? <laughs> the Best Man, Best Man is another classic. Another classic. So, um, yeah, I thought the story was, was really good, and it was um, – it was it was creative how they tied it around Tay Diggs' character writing the book and how it mimicked the relationships and told the story and all that other stuff and how everything was centered around that book. Um, so I gave the story a four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. The acting, uh, outstanding cast, of course. So I gave it a four. I gave it a four out of five. Um, the reason they didn't get four and a half out of five or five because there was some some shaky moments to some of those some of the some of the acting in it. 
feeling and emotion. I gave it a four and a half out of five. But let's be honest, um, you know, going through all of that with uh, <laughs> Morris Chestnut and all he went through, the ups and downs of that, the fighting scene, the stuff that Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan was going through with their relationship. It was a lot of layers going on in that movie. And then getting to the wedding part and stuff like that, and who don't get all gushy and, and emotional with weddings and wedding scenes. So I gave it a four and a half out of five. So Best Man got a 13 in the, for their overall score for the Sweet 16. Stella got a groove back. Stella got a groove back was an awful movie. <laughs> it was an awful movie. The story, and this was, this is another Terry McMillan story. Stella got a groove back. Um, the story, I gave it a three. The story wasn't strong at all, and three was probably generous. Three is pretty much average. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't too much to talk about with the story. A woman, uh, a woman, a middle-aged woman, uh, what was she, 40, 40, 43 in the movie, or 41 or 43? Shit, damn near in the same age as me, <laughs> down there messing with a 20-year-old, um, the acting, I gave it a three, and that was generous because Tay Diggs' Jamaican accent was just awful. It was awful. Like, why they just can't find Jamaican people for the movie? For, why they can't just find a Jamaican dude for this movie? They ain't got no Jamaican actors out here. Just like with the Really Love. I mean, come on now. You can find one DC actor that know how to speak the language and got the accent and stuff? Come on. <laughs> Feeling and emotion. I gave it a three. I mean, that's average. I pretty much gave it average across the board. It ain't too much to talk about with how Stella got a groove back. That's why, yeah. The overall score for Stella got a groove back for the Sweet 16 is a nine. So, I mean, did you expect the upset here after last round? I hope you didn't because Best Man is moving on. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Next next competition, next versus, next challenge. Boomerang versus Bill Street could talk. Boomerang, another classic, a number one seed. Classic. And this was one of the sticky portions of when I was putting this together because you got Eddie Murphy, you got comedians in this movie. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, David Allen Gregg, Chris Rock. So this movie could have been considered a true romantic comedy. But I really had to do some research and go through and look at the story and stuff. So this was really a romance that had comedy sprinkled in. And that the only reason the comedy was sprinkled in was because of the actors that was in it. But when you really look at the movie or whatever, it was really supposed to be a love romance movie. You got the love interest, um, Holly Berry and stuff like that. And the story was basically centered around romance. The soul, the story wasn't centered around comedy before romance. It was centered around romance that had comedy in it. So it wasn't a true romantic comedy. So story, four and a half out of five. The title of the movie, Boomerang, and how the story went or whatever. You know, Eddie Murphy being the player, the the dog or whatever. And then they're getting Boomerang right around him when he started messing with, um, damn, what's... <sighs> Can't believe I'll be forgetting these people's name. I I'm looking at her face right now in my mind, but can't remember her name. And watch as soon as I see her name. I I know don't y'all hate when that happened? Let me see. 
Boomerang, boomerang. Robin Givens, Lord have mercy. Robin Givens, yeah. <laughs> Robin Givens. So Robin Givens gave Eddie Murphy a, what it, a piece of his own, a taste of his own medicine. So I thought the story was really good. Um, like it, the movie was a really good ass movie. Like Boomerang is really a good ass movie. That's why it's a number one. Acting, I gave it a four out of five. The acting was really good. It um it had its moments with some of the supporting acting that didn't put it in the four and a half or five place position. Um, feeling an emotion. And even though it was a comedy, that's where that's what made it a a romantic or love movie. The feeling and emotion you got from it, from Eddie Murphy getting a taste of his own medicine, getting played and the the porch the part when Eddie Murphy started dating Holly Berry and then that turmoil that went with that when Eddie Murphy tried to dip back in with Robert Givens and all that other stuff and then the makeup scene that isn't rated in the Sweet Sixteen but just the overall feeling and emotion that I gave it a four out of five so. The overall score in in the Sweet 16 for Boomerang is a 12 and a half. So, Bill Street could talk. And I got to be honest, this was my first time ever watching Bill Street could talk. I remember when the movie came out, all these people was talking about it, and it just didn't, it just didn't move me from the trailers and all that other stuff. And I'm happy to say that I was correct. This movie was trash. <laughs> this movie was trash. This movie was confusing as hell. Um... <laughs> the story was a three and that's generous i just gave it an average score like this it would the way they put this together i don't understand what the fuck was going on in this movie <laughs> but interestingly enough the acting i gave a four the acting i gave a four i mean the acting was was pretty good as opposed to what the story was but the feeling and emotion, I gave that shit a two. The, it, I got nothing from it. I got nothing from it. I had to stop myself from picking up my phone while the movie was playing because I was like, what the hell is going on? It was like eating chicken that wasn't seasoned. <laughs> so the overall score for If Bill Street Could Talk was a nine. So Boomerang moves on. <laughs> brown sugar brown sugar versus sylvie love sylvie's love brown sugar another classic another classic got sonar Lathan in it tay diggs familiar faces the story i gave it a four and a half out of five possibly could have gave it a five because the because of how they put the movie together they they centered the movie around hip-hop the theme of the movie was hip-hop and they centered it around um the the they used the the relationship between Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs and just love overall they used hip-hop as the metaphor for it sort of similar to love and basketball another movie that <laughs> Sanaa Lathan was in but yeah I gave it a four and a half out of five the story Acting, I gave it a four. The acting wasn't that strong. I mean, 
So now Lathan, she's a she's a strong actress, pretty good actress. No, you know, nothing wrong with her. They had Most Def in it. Most Def is a really good actor, even though he's a rapper. Um, Tay Diggs just isn't a strong actor. Um, so it got a full. Queen Latifah was in it too. Queen Latifah is a strong act actress. Um, um, I just don't know about Equalizer. And I haven't watched it, but I just, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. <laughs> so I gave the acting a four out of five. Feeling and emotion. I gave that a four and a half out of five. That, it really, it really hits you. To, to me, Brown Sugar really hit me. Like, it was certain moments of it that really hit me. The makeup, the makeup scene and all that other stuff, it really hit me. Like, the feeling and emotion throughout that movie, the, the, the breakups, the, uh, one in this person can't have this person. Da 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 da. It was a really strong, you know, what I'm saying, strong movie when it came to feelings and emotions. So the fine, the overall Sweet Sixteen score for Brown Sugar, I gave a 13. So moving on to Sylvie's Love. Now I remember watching this movie and I said to myself, it shouldn't have been called Sylvie's Love. It should have been called Sylvie's Mess, because <laughs> it was a mess doing the movie. But that don't that. That has nothing to do with the ratings I'm going to give it. I just thought that you know it was some messy, some messy stuff going on in the movie. But the story, it was a period piece. Uh, Sylvie's Love was a period piece. It happened in 1950s Harlem. Um, it was centered around jazz and stuff like that. So I definitely enjoyed that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I've, I've grown to enjoy jazz a lot but we not we not judging the music in the sweet 16 so let me stick to the sweet 16 categories story four and a half out of five like this movie was different watching it again when i actually sat down and had these categories in place and i was actually critiquing the critiquing the movie based off of these categories not saying that the first time I watched it that I didn't enjoy it, but I paid attention to it a little bit more this time, which I had to. So four and a half out of five story. The story was really good, really strong. I mean, it it went great with the period piece portion of it and everything. The acting. I gave the acting a five out of five. Like and the chemistry and all of that, the acting was top tier. Even the fact that um, Namdi Asamwa was acting in it. And he he was an NFL cornerback. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe this was, I don't know, if, I can't remember if this was his first starring, I believe this was his first starring role. I'm not sure if this was his um, his first acting gig. But he did a great job in Sylvie's Love. Like, he did a better job to me than Tessa Thompson did. So I gave that joint a five out of five. Um, feeling Emotion. I gave it a four and a half out of five. This was a very strong movie. Sylvie's Love, when I actually sat down and paid attention to it and had the categories in place and stuff like that, Sylvie's Love was a very good movie. So it's definitely um, a movie that I'm going to go back to from time to time now because it really surprised me this second time around seeing it. So the overall Sweet 16 score of Sylvie's Love, 
is a 14. We have another upset. Sylvie's Love has moved on and beat Brown Sugar. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie the second time watching it. So, next competition. Next versus. Next matchup. Let me take a sip. I'm drinking Gentleman Jack tonight. Or this evening. Wait and Exhale versus Journal for Joy. Wait and Exhale. A classic. Classic movie. Classic. Terry McMillan movie. Directed by Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker was in Jason's Lyric. So, the story. I gave it a four out of five. Yes, I know you like four out of five yeah four out of five I, I mean it was a good story but i don't it i don't think it hit the four and a half five part like way next day was a really good movie but i just don't think the story was great i think the story was good so i gave it a four like um i mean being a man sitting there watching the movie and not making that the sole reason why I don't feel it was a great story, but like the exhale parts, the more and more I watch Waiting to Exhale, the exhale parts or the exhale scenes in the movie, and maybe the book makes it make more sense than the movie does, you know, because Waiting to Exhale was a book before it was a movie. I don't, the exhales didn't make sense to me in the movie when they actually happen with the people that they actually happen with. Like you'll have certain moments where the women was exhaling when they was dealing with men that was was trash men <laughs> or they the situations didn't work out or whatever. I was thinking, you know, just sitting there thinking like waiting to exhale, waiting to exhale. I'm thinking that the exhale moments was like the ultimate moment when you falling in love. And not to say that you can't fall in love and it don't work out because that does happen. But I don't know, maybe you know, that was just my thinking of it. So maybe that was the biased portion of it. You know, my thinking of it being the the waiting to exhale. Because when you look at the term waiting to exhale, so I'm thinking the finality part of waiting to exhale. So that just could be my my own bias, my own perception of things. But it, waiting to exhale still is a great movie. Um, the story still is only but a four out of five <laughs> the acting i only gave the acting a four out of five and there was some strong actresses in this movie strong actors as well you got um shoot loretta divine great actress um angela bassett great actress angela bassett was also in how stella got a groove back <laughs> um layla rashawn she was a pretty good actress strong actress but Rest in peace, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston just didn't do a good job acting in that movie in certain portions. And then you had the um, All-State man in it, too. He was also in Love and Basketball. Um, who else? It was a lot of people in that damn movie. Um, but I think that really what gave the score for the acting portion was Whitney Houston just didn't have a strong strong acting in that movie um Wendell Pierce was in it great actor um Gregory Hines was in it he's a strong actor 
Michael T. Williamson. I mean, we all know you raggedy bitch. <laughs> Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> Donald Faison, Michael Beach. Um, Leon was in that joint. Yeah, I mean, it had a great cast to it, but I only gave the acting a four out of five. Feeling and emotion. I gave it a four out of five. You know, um, a lot of it was centered around um, the female point of view. So I couldn't, you know, couldn't really resonate with everything, but it still gave you, you could still understand the feeling and emotions of things if you if you was able to put yourself in um, the lady's shoes or whatever. So the overall Sweet 16 score um, for Waiting to Excel was 12. So moving on to the competition, the verses of Waiting to Excel, the matchup of Waiting to Excel is Journal for Jordan. Journal for Jordan is a fairly new movie. Um, I seen it in the movie theater, and of course I watched it again for this competition, and it has Michael B. Jordan in it, and... Um, always mess up her name, even though I call her, that's because I probably be focused too much on calling her the new knee alone, um, or my new knee alone, um, Shantae Adams, Shantae Adams, Michael B. Jordan, um, I gave the story a four out of five, I mean, I honestly could have gave it a four and a half out of five, I could have gave it a five out of five, because it was a true story, but, I mean, all true stories aren't portrayed perfectly, when it comes to movies or television. So from just watching it and, and you know, doing research on the story, um, when I first saw the movie and stuff like that, I gave it a four out of five because it seemed kind of rushed. They didn't really go into a lot of the complex complexities of Michael B. Jordan's character and Shantae Adams' character, their relationship, which is a real which was a real relationship. This was a true story. Um so I gave it a four and a half out of five. I mean, a four out of five. Four out of five. Let me repeat that again. Um, acting. I gave the acting a three and a half out of five. And not to be funny and rag on Michael B. Jordan, but, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is not the strongest actor. You know, he's serviceable actor. <laughs> so, I mean, and honestly, he didn't have a lot of lines in the movie. Like Shantae Adams did most of the um, the leg work in the movie, and she did a great job. But Michael B. Jordan, yeah, it is what it is. So I gave it a three and a half out of five. The acting, feeling and emotion, I gave it a four out of five. And like I said, um, they didn't really go too much into the complex complexities of Michael B. Jordan's character and Shantae Adams' character's relationship. It felt kind of rushed. So you couldn't really get a lot of emote connect with a lot of the feelings and emotions of the movie, but it was good enough to give it a four out of five because of what, you know, happened at the end of the movie and, and just overall, just the, you know, the, the, just how relationships go period when you meet somebody new and you going through it and all that other stuff um, and the traumas that you had from growing up and how that translates to your romantic relationships and stuff like that. So it definitely had those moments in it and those portions that added to the four out of five score. So um, 
the sweet the overall sweet 16 score for journal for jordan was 11 and a half so waiting to exhale won this close matchup so waiting to exhale moves on so the last matchup in the sweet 16 is the wood versus the photograph the wood a classic classic movie came out in 1999 um had a lot of the similar actors in it, Omar Epps and Tay Diggs and <laughs> Sanaa Lathan was in this. Um, yeah, so the story. Um, I gave the story a four out of five. The story was good. It wasn't great. It was good. It had a good story, um, taking it back to high school and doing the back and forth with the memories and the present time and stuff like that. It was a, it was a very nostalgic movie. Like... While I'm watching this movie, and this could speak to the feeling and emotion as well. While I'm watching this movie, I'm going back to the days that I was in middle school and high school. And when I, you know, had girlfriends and stuff like that. And you you back in middle school and high school and that age and you thinking that you're going to you're going to um, date this person forever and get married and type of stuff like that. So it was a very nostalgic movie. So the story, I gave it a four out of five. It was a pretty, pretty good story. Very, you know, I'll say it was a good story. It was a good story. It wasn't a great story. The acting three and a half out of five. And the reason why I gave the actor three and a half out of five was because Tay Diggs just wasn't, (laughs) Tay Diggs just isn't a strong actor. I'm sorry. He's a serviceable actor. Um, Feeling and emotion. I gave it a four and a half out of five. And that, you know, piggybacking off of this, the nostalgia and all that other stuff, the, the, it, it definitely gave you a good feeling and emotion with, you know, um, having those nostalgic moments of uh, the little girlfriends or boyfriends that you had in middle school and high school and thinking that y'all going to be in love forever and the high school sweethearts and all that other stuff. And then it had, you know, later on when it moved on to the present moment and of course it had a wedding scene and all that other stuff and weddings always get you emotional. So it, it, the feeling and emotion four and a half out of five. So the overall score for, the overall Sweet 16 score for um, the wood is a 12. So moving along to the photograph. The photograph came out, I believe, in, what, 2020? And um, let me see. The photograph. The photograph. Come on, phone. Mercury retrograde. Yes, we're in the shadow pre-shadow phase of Mercury retrograde. Um, yeah, the photograph came out in 2020. 2020 2020 2020 the photograph came out in 2020 so the photograph i remember seeing the um the trailer for this movie and this movie came out like right around the time the pandemic first started and because it came out in movie theaters um i remember seeing it in the movie theaters i remember seeing the trailer and was like yeah this joan look good I was like, yeah, I'm going to see this. Whether I'm going by myself or whatever, I'm going to see this movie. And it was interesting because this was um, Issa Rae's like first serious role or whatever. So I was kind of skeptical, but the trailer looked damn good. 
And um, it also had Lakeith Stanfield in it, had Shantae Adams in it, the new Neil Long. Um, and it had, I don't even know how to pronounce my man's name, um, e- Elon Noel. It got Tiana Paris in it, Lil Rell in it. I had a Courtney B. Vance. I had a good cast in it. Um, so the story, like, like I said, I put these categories in place because I didn't want to be biased. But I love the photograph. I love the photograph just like I love Love Jones. But the photograph, I gave the story a five out of five. Yes, I gave it a five out of five. And the reason I gave it a five out of five, I thought the story was great when it came down to showing how Issa Rae's character was basically how she was how she was navigating through her love life and her relationship with um, Lakeith Stanfield was a reflection of how her mom, who was Shantae Adams in the movie, was the same way with her relationship with uh e- Elon Noel. I even was I thought the story for this movie was so great that it inspired me to write a, a blog on it, a blog post on it, greatestiamblog.com. And that blog that blog was I am a reflection of my reflexes. I thought the story was like almost perfect. Like I thought it was a great story. It was like it was mirror images, the relationships that was in the movie. And it it basically showed how trauma or learned behavior or habits, learned habits you can pick up from your parents and how it, Basically, you will mimic the same crap or the same stuff with when you're out in here dating and in relationships and stuff like that. So um, I gave that's the story five out of five, five out of five. The acting, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Issa Rae did a great job in it. Issa Rae did a great job, and I ain't trying to focus on her. To, but I got to give her her flowers. I got to give her her flowers that she did a good job because she, you know, nobody wasn't thinking that Issa Rae was going to do this good of a job in a serious movie because she's supposed to be like a a comedian actor. I don't know if you can – you can't call her a stand-up comedian, but, like, she's on the on – the, comedian side the goofy side type acting type stuff yeah (laughs) um the feeling and emotion i gave it a four and a half out of five so the overall sweet 16 score for the photograph was a 14 yes the photograph upsets the wood the photograph was a very strong movie so that's it of the first round that's it of the first round so let me gather my papers together again. Um, we moving along to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight. And so now we're in Elite Eight. We're adding another cat rating or category to the rating system, the overall scoring system. So these are the matchups. 
Love Jones versus Poetic Justice, Disappearing Acts versus Best Man, Boomerang versus Sylvie's Love, Waiting to Exhale versus The Photograph. So let's start with Love Jones. Love Jones. Like I said, I gave the story a four and a half out of five. I gave the acting a five out of five. I gave the feeling and emotion a four and a half out of five. So now we come to the new category, the new rating, the new scoring, which is music. Music in the movie, not soundtrack, music in the movie. So for Love Jones, the music within the movie, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Yes, four and a half out of five. I mean, the music in in uh, Love Jones was great. You had the, the classic Maxwell song during the sex scene. Uh, yeah, Neil Long. Um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Maxwell song you had the um the good jazz music it was a lot of good music and um love jones so the overall score for the elite eight for love jones is 20.5 so moving along to poetic justice poetic justice I gave Poetic Justice a four and a half out of five. No, sorry. I gave Poetic Justice a four out of five when it comes to story. Acting, I gave four and a half out of five. Feeling and emotion, a four out of five. And music, I gave it a four out of five. So, that brings Poetic Justice's overall Elite Eight scored to a 16 and, and a half. So Love Jones moves on. So as we progress through the different rounds, it's going to go pretty quick because I've already gone through the explanations. Excuse me. Burp number two. Burp number three. Burp number four. So 16 and a half Elite Eight score for Poetic Justice. So Love Jones moves on. Love Jones moves on to the final four. Next category, we have next matchup. I'm sorry, next matchup. We have Disappearing Acts versus Best Man. For story, I gave Disappearing Acts four and a half out of five. For acting, I gave Disappearing Acts a three and a half out of five. And for feeling and emotion, I gave Disappearing Acts, a four and a half out of five. For music for Disappearing Acts, I gave it a five out of five. It was very strong music in Disappearing Acts, which helped to make the movie sad as fuck. <laughs> so the overall Elite Eight score for Disappearing Acts is a 17.5. 17.5. Remember that, 17.5. So moving on to best man, moving on to best man, I gave it 
a four and a half out of five for story, a four out of five for acting, a four and a half out of five for feeling an emotion, and for music, music, I gave Best Man a five out of five. So Best Man had a close win over Disappearing Acts. Best Man overall Elite Eight score was an 18 to Disappearing Acts, 17 and a half. So Best Man moves along. Best Man moves along to the Final Four. So now we have... Boomerang versus Sylvie's Love. So, I gave Boomerang story four out of f- four and a half out of five. I gave the acting four out of five, and I gave the feeling and emotion a four out of five. Now, music, music for Boomerang, I gave a five out of five, which brings it to a seventeen and a half. Overall Elite Eight score, 17 and a half, 17 and a half. Remember that, 17 and a half. So moving on to Sylvie's Love. Sylvie's Love, I gave the story a four and a half out of five. I gave the acting a five out of five. I gave the feeling slash emotion four and a half out of five now for music for sylvie's love i gave it a five out of five it was some good music in that old school uh oldies music as well as jazz so the overall overall for sylvie's love was a 19 sylvie's love beat boomerang another upset by Sylvie's Love. Another upset by Sylvie's Love. (laughs) Sylvie Love moves on to the final four. Okay, so now we got the final matchup in the Elite Eight. Waiting to Excel versus the Photograph. So, Photograph story, I mean, Waiting to Excel story, I gave a four out of five. Acting, I gave a four out of five. Feeling and emotion, I gave a four out of five. Now music. Music for Waiting to Excel, I gave a five out of five. Let's be honest, all these movies had great music. Pretty much all these mu- these movies, whether they made it to the next round or not, they all had great music. So the overall Elite Eight score for Waiting to Excel is 17. 17. Remember that, 17. So now moving along to the photograph. I gave the story for Photograph 5 out of 5. Acting, I gave a 4.5 out of 5. Feeling and emotion, I gave a 4.5 out of 5. Now for music for the photograph, I gave it a 5. So, we have a upset. The photograph upsets another movie. Yes, the photograph Beats Waiting to Excel 19 with an overall Elite 8 score of 19 to Waiting to Excel's 17. <laughs> so the photograph moves on to the final four. 
So now we have the final four. Love Jones versus Best Man. And Sylvie's Love versus the Photograph. I think this is a strong final four. I definitely do. It's probably not the final four that some of you expected. But, yeah, it works. And that's why I had the criteria and stuff in place. Because I didn't want it to be totally biased. There had to be a system to this. There had to be a system. And I believe I did a very great job with my system. Yes. But I would take all feedback. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all feedback. So hit me up in the DMs and all that other stuff when, when you actually finish listening and watching this show. So now, first matchup in the final four. Love Jones versus Best Man. Okay. I gave... Love Jones, a four and a half out of five story. Five out of five acting. Four and a half out of five feeling and emotion. Four and a half out of five music. Now, love montage. Remember I explained to you what a love montage is. Um, and I used Rocky as an example when you think about training montages. And for some of you who probably never even watched Rocky, I know it's, I got a lot of younger listeners. <laughs> think about Creed when they have the training, when they're getting ready for the fight. So a lot of love, a few love movies, I ain't going to say a lot, a few love movies have love montages where they show, where they have uh, several clips of moments of the couple together while they playing music so i gave love jones a five out of five love montage so bringing that final four score to a 25.5 25.5 now remember that so 25, 25, 25, 25, 25. So going to best man, the opponent. Story, four and a half out of five. Acting, four out of five. Feeling and emotion, four and a half out of five. Music, five out of five. Now, love montage for best man was a zero. I'm sorry. I got to go based off of my criteria. No biases. The best man didn't have a love montage. They had that. They had, <laughs> if you want to call it a montage, when Morris Chestnut was at the altar and he was crying and hiccuping from imagining Tay Diggs banging out his future wife. Yeah, <laughs> but it was no love montage and best man. So best man's overall final four score was at 18. Love Jones moves moves on to the championship. 25.5 Love Jones to best man's 18. Sorry, best man. You're out of there. So the next matchup, 
is Sylvie's love versus the photograph. Two strong, surprising movies in this tournament. Sylvie's love. I gave it the story of four and a half out of five. Acting, five out of five. Feeling and emotion, four and a half out of five. Music, five out of five. Love montage, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Bringing the final four overall score for Sylvie's Love to 23.5. 23.5, remember that. 23.5. 23. 23.5. 23.5. 23. So, photograph. I gave the story a five out of five. Acting four and a half out of five. Feeling an emotion four and a half out of five. Music five out of five out of five. And love montage for the photograph is a five out of five. So the photograph wins a close one. The photograph's overall final four score is 24. So it only beats Sylvie's love by a half point. The photograph. Final four scores of 24 to Sylvie's Love. Final score of 23 and a half. The photograph moves on to the championship. (laughs) So, the championship is set. Love Jones versus the photograph. Wow. Love Jones versus the photograph. How many of you predicted this? How many of your brackets are busted? (laughs) so love jones story four and a and this is where we introduce the last and final category the championship round best makeup scene best makeup scene so love jones four and a half out of five story five out of five acting four and a half out of five feeling and emotion four and a half out of five music love montage four and a half out of five see i I messed up the last round i mixed up the love montage and the the makeup for love jones but it don't matter They, they it was Love Jones is moving on regardless based off of the score. (laughs) So the love montage for the correct love montage for Love Jones was four and a half out of five. The makeup scene for Love Jones, of course, five out of five, five out of five top, one of the top makeups for black love movies, which brings the overall final Final score for Love Jones at 28. Love Jones' final rating 
for all categories is 28. Moving on to the photograph. Like I said, there were two movies in this category, in, in all of the, these movies that mimic Love Jones. And the photograph is the second movie. The first one I uh, talked about was Really Love. This second one was the photograph. The actual writer and director of the photograph actually did interviews and spoke on this. That the inspiration came from, a lot of the inspiration for the photograph came from Love Jones. So, story for the photograph, five out of five. Acting, four and a half out of five. Feeling and emotion, four and a half out of five. Music, five out of five. Love montage, five out of five. Now, makeup scene, four and a half out of five. And I really could have gave it a five out of five. But the reason I didn't give the makeup scene... <laughs> A five out of five was because Issa Rae went all the way across the country to make up with Lakeith Stanfield. Now, I don't see that as being realistic. <laughs> that ain't that ain't too realistic to have somebody, particularly the woman, going across the country to make up with the dude. <laughs> but the makeup was really good, really good. So I gave it a four and a half out of five, which brings it. Which brings the total for the photograph at 28.5. 28.5. The photograph wins the tournament for best black love movie. It beats Love Jones. <laughs> now, just speaking outside of the categories and ratings and just my biased point of view. I'm not shocked that these two movies made it to the final, but I am a little shocked that Love Jones lost to the photograph. But just putting more of my bias into it and just mix with the categories, yes, the photograph is a better love movie than Love Jones. It's a stronger love movie than Love Jones overall. And it didn't win by a lot. It only won by a half a point. So the photograph is the champion. Is the champion. Now, some some side stuff. Since this was a tournament and you have all these actresses and actors, you know, in the movie in these these movies the most valuable actress of the tournament was Sanaa Lathan she was in five damn movies five movies she was in five movies out of the 16 five movies and the crazy thing about it is they were all within a two-year period from 1999 to 2000 she was in five black love and romance movies so, the med, the most valuable actor in the tournament was Tay Diggs. He was in four movies. Four movies. 
four movies out of the 16. And what's crazy is Sanaa Lathan and Tate Diggs were in three of those movies together. <laughs> we got no diversity when it comes to uh, love movies, love and romance movies. That's why I think as another element to the photograph. It was something new with new actors and actresses in the movie. It was something new. So the photograph is the top movie, is the champion of the black love and romance movies from the 90s up into the present. You have your most valuable actress, which is Sanaa Lathan, five movies. Tay Diggs, the most valuable actor, which was he was in four movies, and they were in three together. So now... To bring this to a close, I have the final, the final rankings, the final overall rankings based off an of overall score. Remember, I, at the beginning, I said I gave all of these movies an overall score based off of all six of the categories. Even though all of them, all of the categories wasn't used during each round, it honestly wouldn't have made no difference. But in order to to make this interesting, the tournament, the bracket interesting, I divided the categories up to, to be in specific rounds. So, final rankings. The number one overall movie was, of course, the photograph with a 28.5. Number two, there was a tie between Love Jones and Sylvie's Love. So I put Love Jones at number two because it actually made it to the championship. Sylvie's Love is number three. They both had a score of 28. Brown Sugar and Really Love both had a score of 24. Brown Sugar is ranked number four. Really Love number five. The number six movie is Best Man with a score of 23. The number seventh movie is Boomerang with a score of 22.5. And the number eight movie also had a score of 22.5, Disappearing Acts. So Boomerang and Disappearing Acts both had a score of 22.5. Boomerang ranked number seven, Disappearing Acts ranked number eight. I mean, they can go either way. It doesn't matter. So the next two movies both had a score of 21.5. Number nine, Love and Basketball. And number 10, Poetic Justice. They can go either way. The number 11th movie and the number 12th movie both had a score of 20.5. So they can go either way. Number 11 being Waiting to Exhale and number 12 being The Wood. The number 13th movie... The number 13 movie is Journal for Jordan Journal for Jordan with a score of 19. The number 14 movie with a score of 16.5 is how Stella got a groove back. The number 15 movie with a score of 15.5 is Jason Lyric. And the final movie, number 16 is if Bill Street could talk, 12.5. And these are the final rankings. The final rankings with the overall scores from all six categories, which were story, acting, feeling and emotion, music, 
Love montage and makeup scene. Photograph being the top dog. Yes. Now, this is the episode that I've been working on for <laughs> damn near two weeks. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I expect and welcome all comments, conversation, whatever. It was fun putting this together. At times it was fun <laughs> because some of the movies was trash. The bottom was. But it was fun. Um, yes, I love the fact that I came up with the rating system and all that other stuff. I just love my creative mind. I love my creative mind. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like, share, subscribe, download. Um, this is something, like I said, something different than the norm. Um Shout out to the YouTubers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all that, all the streaming services. Um, Instagram, a taste to consider network. Uh, my main page, um, greatestiamblog.com, um, a taste to consider.com. I got the shirts, T-shirts and stuff up there. Yeah, so I had fun. I hope you did, too. Um let me end it off with a with a song from the soundtrack and the movie of uh, you know the 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 number one movie, the champion, the top dog, the photograph. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up a song. This is a song that I'm sure everybody heard before. So here we go. I'm out. I'm your host, Derek Silver. This has been a Taste to Consider podcast. Let's go. It's a taste sickness to the podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Derek Silver. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll speak to you soon. And we out. Push me, I'm on the edge I'm getting too much, but you want
Take stick and sit a podcast. Yes, and we out. <laughs>